realize it's been a while. As a specter, I may perceive time differently than you, but I realize long spans of time can be quite wearisome, and for that I apologize. Today's episode is brought to you by Eclipse, Crater of Corruption. Imagine, many years into the future, a colony of people living on the moon. I know that nobody's ever actually landed on the moon before, but remember, this is just a story no matter how far-fetched. The civilians on the moon are just like the people on Earth, struggling to make ends meet and pay their bills. One such group of civilians is Ivo, Ilix, and Lotus. Ivo is a race car driver, Ilix runs Ivo's PR, and Lotus is an artist that paints sponsorships on Ivo's car. Together, they get involved with shady businessmen, mobsters, and even the police, as they try desperately to keep their money in their bank accounts so they can pay off their loan sharks. Eclipse Crater of Corruption is available wherever you get your Time to Die shows. Now, where were we? It's been so long. After meeting up with Dr. Greenbank at her home residence, she showed the boys the mysterious journal which had been left upon her doorstep. Uh, found this near the mounds. Not sure why I went back. Someone needs to get to the bottom of this. I don't think he can rest until they do. Good luck. And it's from P.S. Alright, so what's inside? This. And she uh, takes out this book that's just full of writing. Elliot tried calling his wife at her home and at the resort, but there had been no sign of her. Worried for her safety, they all headed to her house, but got stopped by a blizzard, and something strange happened. I mean it. Tell me who you are. You hear another crunch directly in front of the car. I- I'm going to aim towards it, and um, there's no one standing in the way, right? There's no one even in front of the car at this point. Okay, I'm taking a shot where I heard the crunch. Returning to Dr. Greenbank's house... They boarded the place up and took shifts guarding and sleeping. While Elliot and the doctor took their turn sleeping, they had yet another shared dream encounter where they met someone or something. Oh, that gentleman has gone by so very many names, but... Well, some would say he is Lucifer himself. His goal is to take and rip down everything that Jesus has stood for. Everything that Jesus has fought for. If if this all exists and you are who you are, that puts things into brilliant perspective. Go and find the Cardinals. So, let's dive back in and see what awaits our investigators in tonight's tale of the Devil's Antlers.
Uh, where we left off last time, Dr. Greenbank and uh, Elliot were awakened, respectively, by Ronnie or Dart, respectively, again. And uh, they were informed that nothing odd had happened while they were asleep. However, odd things had happened while uh, they were asleep. <laughs> I'm high. Never mind. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) That should stay in the recording. I fucking hate you. (laughs) Hey, Dr. D. Dr. D. Oh. Yeah? It's your turn for watch. uh. Thank you, hon. Uh, You ever ever used this thing before? (laughs) Um, once. Okay, well... Don't, don't point it at Elliot. Well, I know that. And, uh, I, I got it ready, so you just, uh, it, it's just going to be a, an aim and pull for ya. Uh, we were might an edge, but nothing happened while we were asleep. Uh, there, there's coffee ready for ya, and... Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and... Good night, then. Good night, hon. We're all in separate rooms. Like, that's why you had to separately wake them up, because uh, I assume that Dr. Greenbank is in her room while Elliot is in the guest bedroom. Frosty. Frosty. Yes. Hey. Yes. Huh. It's uh, your time for watch. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, I'm up. I'm up. And uh, enjoy your your sleep. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I don't even know if I'm gonna be able to fall asleep, but uh, I was gonna ask you. Did you did you have any you know? Did you have any time with the lady? It was it was strange. You did it again? Yes. Cripes. Uh, if you have a similar uh, experience, say hello to the voice of God for me. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll journal every little bit for you there. Yeah, thank you. Um, good night. And I um, awkwardly leave the room. <laughs> okay. Well, then you uh, make your way. I would assume, Dr. Greenbank, you're probably sitting at the table at this point. She's actually probably cooking just to give herself something to do. Just like feeding the cat and just doing her regular stuff. And she goes, and when he walks in she just uh, turns around and leans back on the counter and goes so, that happened. Uh, yes, it, it did. Uh, do you happen to have the notebook with you? If I open up the drawer, is the notebook there? Um, do you normally have a notebook there? Yeah. Yeah, then there's a notebook there. There's nothing written in it other than, like, your normal things that, you know, maybe at some point uh, a grandchild has been over there and maybe they were playing tic-tac-toe or something, but not what you would be expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not, I have this note, I have the same notebook, but it's not, nothing in there is written down. Okay, it was worth a shot. Like it would have been kind of yeah weird but fitting have there been the notes there. It would have been yeah, too easy. Uh, I think we might need to try to jot some notes down though in this uh, in this realm. That's very true. Let me get rid of this uh, half a pack of cigarettes in one of my best saucers. <laughs> this, please. Thank you. This is my wedding china, which you saw, and uh, don't know why you didn't go for one of the regular ones, but uh, you know, <laughs> we're gonna be having a little chat about that. Don't worry. Don't worry. I don't plan to recreate the experiment from the dream and in, in reality here. <laughs> Good, because this one won't be uniform. <laughs> Unless. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely not. You know, control group and all. You can break one of the other plates, not these ones. 
So did they say anything while we were under? Nope. They said nothing exciting. Alright, I'll start making the rounds. I'll uh, look out the windows and uh, keep an eye out. The wind is howling pretty good against the uh, outside of the house. Um, When you peek out, you can see that the snow is accumulating pretty greatly. You'd guess that there's probably four or five inches of fresh powder at this point. Ooh. Yeah, it's uh, snowing pretty good. You were asleep for, you know, what, six hours, I think, was the agreement? Oh, okay. But, I mean, that's still a good snowstorm. Like, like, let's not take away from that, but... Yeah, that's a fair Midwestern, yeah. Aside from, you know, the, the branches swaying in the, in the heavy breeze, um, or wind, I suppose, would be a better word for it. Like, it doesn't seem like there's anything, you know, alive out there. Like, you know, it's pretty standard. Anything interesting out there? No, um, everything's normal. Uh, it, it has snowed quite a lot. Um, it's more than, than I'm used to. Uh, I've been through a few snowstorms in, in New Jersey when I was there, but, uh, you know, even England got some, some storms, but nothing like this. W- would, you, would you like to try to call her again? Uh, yes. M- maybe since it's much later or, or early in the morning now what what time is it four in the morning yeah I'm gonna try the phone uh, are you going to call the uh, four seasons yeah I'm going to uh, call her house because I had tried calling the four seasons and they said she had never showed up and so uh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try calling her place again it will ring and ring and ring and ring. I just, uh... And do so continuously. Yeah, I, I just look over towards Green Bank and shake my head no and then put the phone back on the receiver. She nods. How long do you think we'll have to wait before we can make an attempt to go out again? I mean, all that snow, I don't even know how we get the car out of the yard. Much less get down the road. I don't know. I wish I could tell you. It's it's just a waiting game at this point. Any of your neighbors have a plow? No, I don't think so. I don't have good relationships with my neighbors. If I had a permanent place, I probably wouldn't have great relationships with my neighbors either. Yeah, it's, it's you know, <laughs> we do what we can. Do you want some coffee or anything? I'm gonna wait to call my daughter and her husband until the until it's a little bit earlier or later, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take a cup. That's that'd be great. Perfect. Go ahead, sit down. I'll make I'll make you something to eat too. You have never seen someone more eager to set down a gun. <laughs> it's within arm's reach, but just nope. Earlier in the evening, I too was so eager to set down a gun. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, we can fast forward to, I think, y'all waking um, the others up at, you know, maybe 9 a.m. or something like that. And it still would be snowing incredibly hard at this point. Um, there's about 10 inches of, of accumulation outside. Jesus. I guess I'll go wake one of them up. I'll get the other. Yeah, I go to wake up Ronnie. You find him on the floor again. I just kick one of his feet. Ah! I was, uh, <laughs> I was getting up. You were on the floor. Oh. Yeah. I have a theory about that. No theory. Do tell. Oh, it's just a thing I noticed that, uh, when I make myself kind of uncomfortable periodically, I sleep more lightly and then I'm a more alert. And oftentimes I tend to sleep under my bed so that, you know, just in case. Just in case of things. I see. Well, you're still around, so I guess your theory is is sound in in a sort of way. Doesn't do me any favors the following day. So how did it go? Did you 
Did you have a run-in with the Metatron? Empty journal, I'm afraid. I thought as much. Uh, so what are we having for breakfast? Vittles. Famished. I'm sure we can figure something out. Knowing this lady, she's probably got... What do you think? Kippers? Waffles? Your guess is as good as mine. Well, I'll start off my breakfast with a smoke. <laughs> Pull out cigarettes as I walk towards the front. <laughs> um, we can cut over to Dart. Dart! Very gently, like, shaking him awake. It'll take a couple shakes, but he's going to jump awake and, like, punches the nightstand. Just, oh! Great! This is a little unnecessary, but good morning, sunshine. Oh! Good lord! Oh! Sorry, just a bit of a bad dream, I guess, and you caught me at the right time. Oh. Are you okay, hon? She'll sit down on the edge of the bed. No, I'm good. It was just, uh... I don't know. It was my brain throwing everything together. There was you, and there was, uh... There was Halloween. There was the sheriff. And there was the deputy, and everything was going to shit, and what's his name, and... Oh. Ronnie? Something was jumping at me right as you shook me, and I guess it was just kind of one of those... Yeah, that... That smarts. Okay. Oh. I, I, I can take care of you downstairs. Oh, yeah. And he it just kind of, like, stretches out one of his hands to look at it. Oh. You got... Please tell me you got at least some coffee, some fresh coffee. I'll be. Of course I do. I've got breakfast set out. To, to set out downstairs. Mm, good. Uh, yeah, I'll be. I'll be good with some coffee by the time I get down there. Uh, you didn't. You didn't see anything. Nothing. Nothing strange happened, would you? Uh, no. But Elliot did try to call his wife again, and nothing. How's the snow? Bad. <laughs> We're looking at maybe 10 inches total. Fuck. Alright, well. Alright, I'll be, I'll be down in a second and we can group up. And uh, Dart starts padding around in his, uh, in his shirt and pants pockets for a, for a smoke. And oh, and also, just for the record, hun, uh, I did actually see something strange. Uh, one of the gold-rimmed uh, saucers from the china cabinet... Yeah? That had a bunch of cigarette ashes and butts in it. Oh, well, you said something strange. No, that seems pretty normal. Next time, could you get... <laughs> could, next time, could you get one of the other saucers? That's my wedding china. It's my mother's. Oh, my gosh. Oh, crepes. I'm so sorry. I, di- I didn't see any... I didn't see any other... Uh, any other... Plates. Did you open up any uh, any of the cabinets, or did you just look at the china cupboard? Oh, well, I saw that, and then I saw, like, you had one entire cabinet full of bowls and one full of cups, and that was about as far as I got. I'm sorry. Just don't, don't use the wedding china again, please. Thank you. Also, smoke out the window. We smoke out the window in this house. Well, it's a bit late for that, but yeah, no, uh... You just set out your own plate for for where I can put it. I didn't, you know, I didn't put it out on the table at least. You know, I, I was trying to be considerate. I'm I'm sorry about that, though. I didn't realize it was your. Thank wife. you for not behaving as if my kitchen is a barn. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, and he he kind of like is just sheepishly scratching like the back of his neck. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. I uh, didn't realize. It's fine, hon. Just don't do it again. You walk out into the dining room to see Ronnie with his feet on the table blowing smoke rings at the ceiling. <laughs> Ronnie? No. Greenback. Ronnie Pinkerton, get your feet off of my table. Oh, sure. And you smoke out the window in this house. Oh, uh, we boarded up all the windows. Besides, it's freezing out there. Have you seen the snow? Yeah. 
And I really don't want my home to smell like cigarette smoke. I guess I... I didn't really think about it. Uh... Alright. I will just, uh... I'll put my coat over my head. And I'll just kind of keep all the smoke up in here. Or, you know, this would be a great time to maybe work on some not smoking anymore. I know. Nine out of ten doctors recommend these things. That's very true. Alfred did recommend them. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Dart makes his way downstairs with a cigarette in his mouth, but unlit. (laughs) (laughs) And he, he sees Ronnie and he goes... Oh, Dr. D said, uh, don't, uh, don't smoke in the, fu- the, the, the wedding china, please. Thank you. Well, where, where am I supposed to put this? I'll just, I'll, I'll pocket it for now. I'm <laughs> gonna dump the ashes in my shirt pocket. She'll get one of, like, the regular saucers out of the cup, <laughs> out of the cabinet, and put it down on the table and go, there, there's your ashtray. Alright. I apologize for smoking in the house. I didn't know it was a thing. Uh, and actually... On the topic of apologizing, uh, gentlemen, uh, Greenbank, any spooks or ghosts that may be residing among Greenbank's house? I would like to formally apologize for my behavior yesterday. I think I let the, my imagination get the best of me and kind of <laughs> lost a few of my wits. I'm going to maintain composure, and for the rest of this investigation, I assure you, I will be a very strong Man. Oh, that means a lot to us. Uh, so did, uh, I know Elliot, um, yes. you, I, I talked to a little Dr. D a little bit when she woke me up. You weren't able to, did you get a hold of the Four Seasons at least when you called? I did last night. I, I, didn't see a utility in trying again. But, okay. I mean, if... Uh, if you are able to get a hold of them, that's at least something. It's not great, but... I mean, the plow should be out this morning. Uh, they Like, they should have been plowing the, the municipalities, and now they'll be plowing the main roads, like the highways, the, the, the interstates, maybe. And I think we can probably get there if we go slow yeah i just had a thought no i'm not exactly the brain in this operation but i've been in a cop car too and you know they got those radios and we have a cop car the radio might help but i mean uh dr d your husband didn't have a truck did he no uh your neighbors maybe None that they would let me use. Well, maybe if we can, you know, at least like shuffle out their driveway and and their walk, they might let us use it. You know, I I don't have a whole lot of pull, but they might be able to get a little, you know, stay away from home at the Four Seasons if I put a good word in, maybe. Uh, let me let me call Saul real quick and and see if I can maybe maybe get like a like a little weekend stay away if we can borrow a truck you know that sounds like a good idea um i agree you uh yeah you better call saul <laughs> you fucking <laughs> <laughs> holy shit yeah and uh i <laughs> fuck christ <laughs> <laughs> And that's your one Adobe Photoshop that you get out of every campaign. How did you not see that coming? <laughs> well, that's his fucking name. It's Solomon. And, and uh, yeah, so I'll talk to him. And, uh, Dr. D, you can, you can call your neighbor. Or maybe we can make your way. I, I mean, last night it was, you know, so deep I couldn't see my hand in front of my... Di- yeah, I could uh, in front of my face. And, <laughs> you know, how, how far away are your neighbors here? A quarter mile? A third of a mile? Darnold just nodded. Oh, uh, yeah, that's. That's about what I thought. Uh, yeah, let me 
Let me let me get a hold of the four seasons and I'll see if I can wiggle something in. Because, uh, I mean, the rest of the band is still there, so I might even be able to talk to them. See if anything's happened over there, since that's kind of where those whole shit started. And Dirt tries to take a drag out of a cigarette and realizes it's not lit yet. <laughs> and he just, like, flicks it away <laughs> into the kitchen somewhere. Uh, and he'll go and try and call Saul. Okay. Um, Dr. Greenbank, you would know that uh, you have some things that you're going to probably need to do relatively soon. Like, you're going to need to go to the woodshed um, around back and get more wood to keep the wood stove going. Um, you're going to need to uh, also probably go and shovel off the uh, doors to the exposed basement, because I would imagine that uh, just in case you do need a escape, you would imagine that that's a good place to hole up. Um, and on top of that, if you guys are going to try and go anywhere, you're probably going to need to uh, shovel out your your uh, vehicles. And you have some shovels. I don't think uh, you have more than like two because, you know, you're a single lady living out in northern Wisconsin. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it's, you don't need more than two. Um, so yeah. Um, Dart, you uh, would call the four seasons and you would get a uh, person on the other end. Good morning, four seasons. How can I help you? Do I know who's normally working the morning desk? You think it's probably Pam. <laughs> oh, hey there. Uh, this Pam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can tell your voice anywhere. It's me, Dart. Uh, I went back to a friend's place last night. We got a little rowdy, you know. Um was wondering if you might be able to connect me to Saul this morning. A uh, little bit of a <laughs> car trouble, you know. Oh, uh, he called and said that uh, he's going to be running a little late because of the snow, you know. Mm, he's running late. Okay. Uh, thing is, uh, the car we're using, you know, it's, it's pretty old. It's pretty beat up. Uh... I mean, it's a might runner, but I don't think it's going to make it quite back to the Four Seasons. We're going to try and use uh, uh, one of the neighbor's trucks. They got a plow attached, you know, and uh, I was hoping, you know, to maybe, you know, just offer them maybe like a nice little weekend getaway. Uh, probably in like, you know, mid spring when no one's there anyway. But something that might make, like, an old married couple happy. So, I, I, you see where I'm getting kind of just a little bit of a this and that, one for one. And, uh, you know, once Salt gets in, just uh, give him a call at this number and, uh, uh hold on. I'll, I'll put my hand over the receiver and, hey, Dr. D, what's your number? You give them the number. It doesn't have to, you know what I mean? We don't need a phone number. Yeah. Uh, so that's, uh, yeah, just have him call him, call me back right here quick. And uh, once he gets in, it, uh, uh, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and, and tell him that, that they can have it and he can set up the dates for them. The entire time that you've been rambling, um, he, this woman on the other side is, has been like saying okay even more rapidly, like in an attempt to try and get you off the phone. Like just. Okay. 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 And like you just keep on fucking just barreling right through, like, and. Dart definitely recognizes it and just keeps going and keeps going. And he's like, oh, and uh, and one more thing. Uh, uh, the band's going to be staying there for a little bit because I'm not there to take care of them, but they should be out any day now. Okay, great. Bye. And I hang on. Band Amik, stay on the line. No, it's too late. Sorry. Ah, I had stuff I wanted to say. <laughs> no, no, I told you. I, 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 I told Pam that you were with us. It's all good. Oh, okay. I appreciate that, buddy. Yeah, so we should be there by 
Probably noon or maybe like one, maybe. Uh, but great news. Even if they don't agree, I already agreed that, uh, you know, we'd give uh, one of your neighbors, Dr. D, a nice little weekend getaway. Just not anytime soon. Um, I would have been uh, shoveling out the, the driveway during all that. In fact, I'm probably still out there doing it. Once you would open up the door, everyone would feel the the cold draft that would go through the entire house, and um, the door kind of blows open as you're opening it up, and um, you step out, and you start, like, shoveling off, you know, the walkway, and that doesn't take you very long, and you kind of look around as you're shoveling, and you notice, you know, the... Um, kind of indentations um, where uh, where your footsteps had been the night before. You know how it uh, it doesn't look like tracks anymore. They're just kind of like small circles that uh, are a little bit indented in the snow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do they kind of fit the pattern of us leaving the, the door and get going inside the, the house? Yeah, absolutely. But then... You would also notice that maybe 25 feet beyond, there is a lot of, of, of these, and some of them are, are fresher than others. It would seem as though like something has been going in a, an, an arc around, or... Like pacing? Yeah, uh, would you like to get any closer? Um... As soon as I see it, uh, I'm going to go back inside and uh, get the gun. Okay. And then, um, it, it, they're all distracted listening to uh, listening to Dart's phone call. Then I'm just gonna grab it and go outside without making uh, much of a fuss. Okay. So. As you approach, you get a wider view of everything, and you can see that, actually, these tracks would disappear around the house as well, and they continue in this, um, in this arc that then disappears around the other side of the house, and you can see that there are varying degrees of freshness to these tracks, and... Um, the freshest of them still have a decent amount of snow in them, but only maybe three inches or so. So you would guess around dawn, maybe, this would have stopped? This is... This is, uh... Very... Very weird. That they'd come this close, but... But no closer. I'm going to start shoveling out just up into the point. Um, I'm not going to walk out past the point where those things start. Um, but I'm going to get at least all the work done until there. And then after okay. I'm done, I'm going to uh, go back inside and, uh, and approach Dr. Greenbank. Yeah, just have him call him. Uh, I got some of the driveway done. Oh, thank you, hon. But there's something out here you need to see. Frosty, you look like the day I met you. You all can come too. Set up the dates for them. Okay, you have a great, a, a great day there, Pam. All right, I'll see you soon, there. Bye. Vandermeek, stay on the line. <laughs> no, I already hang up. Sorry. Ah, I had stuff I wanted to say. <laughs> I told Pam that you were with us. <laughs> I appreciate that, buddy. I assume that you would have been done with that phone call long, long, uh. Before, I mean, how long does it nope, take to shovel Nope, he rambled as long as it took you to shovel out the driveway. That is fucking 30 minutes of just uh, Vandermeek being the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Fasty, what's going on? Something was in the snow last night, pacing around the house. But here's the odd thing. There's a certain perimeter where they didn't get any closer. And then they, they circled around at some point and circled back around the other way. But they didn't even come as close as the car. We're talking human here, right? They're prints in the snow. I'm sorry. I, I mean, 
Yeah, it, it, it looks like it snowed, you know, more than a fistful out there. Did it look fresh or did it look like it had trudged through a good couple inches? Uh, some of it looked like it was recently fresh, at least within a few hours. Why are we standing around Gabin? Let's go have a gander. Yes, please. Doctor, do you still got that rifle? I sure do. And she'll go over to the stove and get it. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, it's, yeah, that's the exact place you should definitely keep it. Right on top of the stove. No, it wasn't on the stove. It was like leaning against the counter beside the stove. She's not an idiot. <laughs> she doesn't like guns. That doesn't mean she doesn't know how to use them. Always preheat your guns there. <laughs> <laughs> when you get the stock to about 250, you know she's ready. <laughs> I want to believe we all march out in single file. She does pick up a cleaver, though. Oh, shit. Okay. You uh, walk out. Um, you could take the driveway up to the where the circle begins, but then if you want to continue following it any further, you'd have to start trudging through the snow. We're trudging. Okay. Um, they go in a complete circle around the house, and they stay equidistance. Like, this seems perfect. Like, it's a perfect circle. What are the prints? Um, you can't really tell. It's too well snowed in, but there are a bunch of them. This thing had circled a multitude of times. Uh, can I make a check to see... If Dirk can tell at least, like, how big this creature is. If it's, like, bear-sized or or wolf-sized or smaller, that's kind of the, the three ranges that he might be able to tell. Okay, um, why don't you go ahead and roll me intelligence? Dirk's not smart. Can I roll wisdom? Sure. Okay. It's... It's it's barely better. Oh! But it's the difference between failing and succeeding. It is a success. <laughs> Just barely. Okay. Um, you would imagine that it's probably a humanoid or larger, something in that neighborhood. Uh, it's hard. You can't tell if it's bipedal or not, but... Okay. But, but roughly bigger than a human. Ish. Yeah. Oh, 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 gosh, guys, this ain't, this, this ain't a, a small thing. I mean, it, it doesn't look wide. It doesn't look wide like it's a bear or something. All right, so what is it? Um, well, if I could tell you that, I wouldn't be a musician. I'd be someone who, you know, goes around hunting animals for fun, maybe. I kind of hunt animals. Alright, so what is it? Not traditional animals. Yeah, it's something we don't want to mix with. And, uh, Dr. D, uh, you know, I, I told the Four Seasons that we'd give, uh, whichever neighbor we stole a car from, uh, you know, a, a weekend getaway sort of thing. And I think we need to start getting away. Uh, is there anything in your house you need to sort of cobble up together? Um, she, first of all, she'd like to look like at the perimeter of the circle. Is there anything specific about that area? Like, is that their property line or something? Um, no, it definitely came onto your property, just did not come any closer than this equidistant circle. Do not know what that's about, and I'm not going to question it. Would you like to try and measure um, how far you would guess? Elliot was just about to bring that up. Yeah, she's going to, she'll pace it off. With this being perfectly round, um, instead of sort of copying the perimeter of the outside of your house. I'm kind of thinking that there might be something in the house that is at the center of this circle. I think we need to find out what it is. Elliot, you're a genius. Greenbank, are you a religious person? Ish. 
I mean, I was raised Catholic, and I was married in a Catholic ceremony, but... Catholic? <laughs> oh, get out of town. Yeah. Well, it's Lutheran. What uh, church you go to? Oh. Not important. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Ronnie, if you had asked me la- yesterday, I would have said no. But uh, in our dreams last night, we talked to the voice of God. Uh, I didn't hear anything about that. That's weird. You're not, uh, you're not currently practicing Catholicism? It's Catholicism, and no. Hmm, interesting. I stopped going to Mass after my husband died. Follow-up question. You got anything stored down in the basement from your past? Anything that might conjure up some sort of defenestration? I think I might have a crucifix or a Bible down there. I don't know. I'm just putting two and two together. The hunting animals, like wolves I know at least, even if it's not a perfect circle, they'll kind of circle their prey a little bit to keep an eye on them, and they'll kind of try and pinch off, but... So, is this a perfect circle? Or is this just kind of a, a hunting circle? This is too perfect to be any other ant, to be an animal other than the kind that I study. This is something smarter than the average animal. I think Elliot is right in that we need to measure it and then see what is in the center. We're very lucky that whatever was in that center protected the whole house and then some. Whatever we're going to do, let's get on it. Yeah, I'm assuming it would probably take us about a half hour to like lay down enough, um, you know, just step by step if we're just like, you know, going heel to toe. Um, from the outside of the circle to like a certain part in the house on front and back and then on one of the sides to be able to triangulate where the dead center would be inside the house. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to take you a pretty... I mean, I think it might even take longer than 30 minutes at this point. Like, it's... Because you're talking... um, So Dr. Greenbank's house is set back. Um, The driveway is pretty long at this point. I would say um, counting off the paces, you would uh, you would estimate that anywhere from um, like 75 paces in some places and uh, you know, down to 50 some odd in other places where like the house extends out a little bit further and things like that. But uh, you start to guess that it would it's going to end up being somewhere in the neighborhood of like 100 110 paces um and so at any point you can eventually walk into the front door counting out your paces from um from uh the front door and or from the beginning of the circle and in through the front door and you have to kind of get one of you to mark off where it is and then the other one sort of goes in down a hallway and like into a room and tries to keep it, the measurement as perfect as possible but um, you eventually get to um, this cabinet and uh, it is the uh, medicine cabinet in the bathroom huh she'll look inside of it Nothing out of the ordinary. It's just your medicine cabinet. Green bank. Uh, hold on a second. Is it a medicine cabinet with a razor slot? Um, I don't think so. Oh, never mind. Medicine cabinet. Does it have witch hazel in there? (laughs) (laughs) Does it have mercury in it? Maybe, perhaps. That would be nice. My thermometer has mercury in it. Or vitamin C. Maybe they don't like vitamin C. <laughs> Does it have MIAC? Ooh, Pepsodent. Nice. Don't! She'll smack it. reaches for it. Oh, a little flask of whiskey in there. Your Alfred had good taste. <laughs> That's mine, and it's mouthwash. <laughs> it's perfume. It's gone now, is what it is. <laughs> Y'all don't think that there's anything significant with this um, with this medicine cabinet. Alright, so we're not finding anything here, so just like I said before, we should go up or we should go down. Is there anything on the floor above us in this spot? 
I think that it would be like a trunk in your bedroom and you know there would just be the normal clothes and other things that you have in in it you know what I mean like again nothing out of the ordinary as far as you can tell all right let's check the basement you know the more that we've been talking about this basement but not going down into it the more ominous it seems well, you know, I don't like to go in the basement. It's just, I just, you know, I live by myself. I'm not as young as I used to be. If I slip and fall, that's it. Oh, hold on. <laughs> you know, they say vampires can't see their reflection. Maybe the old tale isn't that they can't see it, but they can't see it. You know what I'm saying? All right. Let's go down in the let's basement. Go, let's go to the well, basement. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, I'll be the first to try and start shoveling the snow off this damn lid. Okay. It'll take a decent amount of time. Um, every once in a while, I'm sure that you'll stop and kind of all of you will crank on this door trying to wrench it open. And um, after maybe 20 or 30 minutes of doing this, you eventually get it open. And uh, Dr. Greenbank, uh, there, I think, are like two or three light bulbs in your entire basement. Like, I don't think that, you know what I mean? Like, it's, and I think that you have to go get down into it in order to even get to the first pull string. And so uh, that also might have something to do with why you don't go down there a whole lot, because. This is not going to be good. <laughs> My God, I hate this. You know, when I was a kid, I was afraid of going in the basement. My grandson's afraid of my basement, too. Dart has the hunting rifle. As you descend the stairs, you walk forward and you can just barely at the edge of the light see the first pull string. And on the floor in front of it, it seems like there's like a paint on the floor. And you pull the string and you see that on the floor in the center of the basement in this green paint that Dr. Greenbank, you would recognize, um, is from the window treatments uh, on the outside of your house. Um, this, you know what I mean, was just stored down here. But painted on the floor is this large geometric pattern. Um, and it's it's like stars, but but a large concentric like pattern of them starting in the in the center and sort of coming out to the edge of this circle. And every single fiber of your being would guess that your paces would end in that point in the center of that circle. I think this is it. Pull the other strings just in case. Yeah, I'll take one of the strings. Yeah, you light it up and you can see the full extent of this circle. It's it's probably 12 feet in diameter. It's rather large. Have you been down here since your husband passed? Once or twice a year. Um, do you remember putting the symbol down? No. Does anything about the symbol look familiar? No. As a matter of fact, it is incredibly odd because, I mean, there's a lock on the outside of it. You unlocked the, the door to your basement and it was completely undisturbed and, you know, it, this doesn't make any sense. Um, would, you, would you guys like to investigate this any further? Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> And you said this is like that greenish window treatment paint? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, first things first. I don't want to come back down here. So do you have anything for me to scribble on? I'm sure there's papers somewhere. There's probably crayons or chalk or something. I doodle when there's no customers at the bar, so I'm pretty good at this. I think I can copy this down. And I'm going to just draw the symbol on paper And once I find scraps. Yeah, you find an, an old steamer trunk with, uh, I think, a bunch of both yours and Alfred's uh, books from college and, you know, old 
uh, notepads and journals and things like that. So yeah, you very easily are able to find you know a few uh, pencils and things. If it's not too complicated, I'm gonna do two copies and I'm gonna pocket one and hand one to uh, uh, Frosty. I think it's gonna take you a while to draw this in an accurate way. In that case, never mind. I'm only doing one. Okay. I'm going to kneel down and run my finger across it to see if there's a layer of dust on top of it. Um, even worse, it's wet. Like, not wet, wet, but, like, it's that bubbly um, sort of surface where when you press down. Sticky, yeah. Yep. A chill runs down my spine as soon as I feel that. Is it old? This has been done recently. Whoever put this here, or whatever put this here, put it here to protect us. All right, if your theory is correct, whatever's out there, we could take my depiction here, we could paint it on something, and the thing stays away from us, right? I think that's the theory, yeah. Okay. I'm going to keep this safe. And I'll put it in my pocket, and then remember I dumped my ashes in there, and then stick it in a different pocket. I'm gonna bring the can of paint. Uh, the paint has been used up to draw this. All of it. Oh, is there another can of paint down here? Some other substance? Yeah, there's a can of white paint. When he notices the paint can is empty, and he's looking for something else, I am going to jot down on the paper uh, the basically the brand and color of the paint. That's fine. You can absolutely do that, and you'd be able to reference it in the future. Whirlson Hackett. <laughs> I want to get out of here, but uh, I also want to be thorough so that we don't have to come back. Can you think of anything else we got to do down here? And I'm going to start uh, going up the steps to poke my head out while they're looking. I guess while we're still down here, do any of the symbols look familiar at all to any of us? I mean, the the fractals of it is very interesting. Um, the precise nature of the geometry is also very kind of unsettling almost. Was there anything like this in that journal that was sent to you, Dr. Greenbank? No. Okay. I don't think we should bother with trying to get a truck from a neighbor. Let's just clear out the rest of the driveway and take the cop car. You all said yourselves that the road should be plowed by now. Uh, should be, yeah. Still might be a little rough. Dr. D, you got some snow chains? Yeah, I have snow chains. Uh, they're in the woodshed. There should be some in the car, I would assume. I mean, cops drive these things all year, right? Yeah, I think that uh, when you opened up the trunk before um, to search it for things, um, there were snow chains. You would have remembered seeing them. Okay, then, yeah, let's hook up the snow chains and and then, yeah, let's let's get out of here. I, uh, so long as you got everything you need out of your house, I, I think we make our way back where there's a few more people, if nothing else. Since we were only here for a night, my daughter is supposed to be taking care of my cat, so we're going to need to put the house back together, at least a little bit. I don't want to scare her. Wait, your daughter's coming to this house? D uh, just throw your cats in the cop car and uh, phone your daughter. So give me give me half a second, and she'll call. She'll call Mary Catherine. You know, uh, sailors used to bring along cats to ward away evil. Maybe it's a good idea we're doing this. Um, you'll get on the phone, and it'll ring a few times, and you'll hear, Hello? Hi, Mary Catherine. Oh, hey. So, I'm going back out of town. Uh, I'm taking Sasquatch with me. Okay. And, um, just wanted to make sure that you and yours were all, all right after last night's storm. Oh, yeah, just, uh... You know, called in, gonna hang out and snuggle up, uh, probably do some shuffling later. Okay. <laughs> Great. I love you, hon. Love you too, ma. Alright, tell everyone I said hi. Will too. Alright, love you. Bye. She'll hang up. 
Um, when you pick up your cat, um, you notice that Sasquatch becomes more and more on edge the closer that you get to the this circle. You're coming with us, buddy. I know you don't like it. Um, like he was already on edge just when you brought him outside in the storm because he is an <laughs> indoor cat and this is not uh, his thing. But uh, he's big and orange and stupid. He is. Like, once he gets into the cop car, he just, like, continually hisses in the direction of the circle's perimeter. I know, buddy. You guys ever hear that rumor about animals that can see things that are invisible? Oh, yeah. It's, it's... He, he definitely knows something that we don't. As you would, uh, lurch the car forward, uh, are you driving Dart, then? It, it's mere, uh, Dr. Big. Dr. D's maintaining the cat. <laughs> yeah, who is pretty pissed off. So, yeah, I think that this makes sense. So, as you cross the threshold, the hairs on all of your body stand up for a second and you get this hot sensation on the back of your necks and the cat is just hissing. And for maybe another, you know, 10, 15 feet as you're trying to make your way carefully down the edge of this driveway and then it kind of just passes and Sasquatch seems to calm down a little bit and still seems on edge, doesn't seem really comfortable with the car ride and everything associated with it, but is not visibly as agitated like before. Dirt thumps the uh, the top of the console a couple times as they cross that. No, oh, come on, heat. You know it's, it's Jesus. Oh, just that's a little better. Where are we headed? We're headed back to the Four Seasons. I am. Oh, we have to go to this address, and I uh, mention Eleanor's address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're. We're heading there. We're heading there first, and that's that's pretty close to the Four Seasons, still, right? It's in Pimbine. Yeah, so pretty close. All right, yeah, we'll we'll head there first, and if we don't get nothing there, then we head to the Four Seasons, and then if we don't get nothing there, then we gotta make a plan. How are the roads looking? They're serviceable. They're not great, but they're not terrible either, like they were last night. So when you get to the address, the first thing that you would notice is that the door is wide open. Like, I don't think that we come to even a complete stop before I um, throw the the door open and and get out and uh, start running towards the door. I'm I'm yelling at him, uh, take the pistol, take the pistol. Yeah, I've also pulled it out of my uh, coat pocket and I have it out in front of me. Uh, make me a dexterity roll as you jump out of the moving vehicle. It's a two on the die, and it's always roll uh, under, right? So that's, Yeah, that's no, you're great. Perfectly fine, yeah. As you make your way up to the front door, you would see that there's a considerable amount of snow that, uh, that has piled up in the inside of it. Um, the door looks like it's been open for quite some time. Um, you would also notice that the living room set, like the furniture and stuff, um, has been knocked about. It looks almost as though something very strong threw some things to the side. And there's an incredible amount of damage, but no blood so far. Are there, like, uh, signs of footwear or is there scratch marks in here there are scratch marks something bestial was in here oh no i start like uh searching everywhere i'm trying to turn all lights on that aren't already turned on hopefully the lights even work crusty whose house is this this is eleanor's house nora and my son you are able to turn on the lights. It's it's so cold in here. You go and your breath is forming in front of you and you, you turn and you go into what you assume is Nora's bedroom. And the first thing that you notice is on the door frame, there is a little bit of blood and a broken fingernail. 
Oh no. This, this can't be happening. I'm gonna continue to, to look further. Um, you would notice that uh, other than the fact that the the front room and and this doorway um, seem to have damage to it. The bedroom seems relatively normal. Um, you then go and and make your way towards Hamlet's room, and you would see that like there is damage to the door frame, but it looks like something big or strong, like uh, maybe hit it or tried to fit through it or something along those lines, but. Again, there's there's no blood, there's um, no signs of struggle or anything like that. Whatever did this, there should be tracks, right? We should see tracks. We see a mess. I don't see any tracks. There weren't tracks outside. We didn't look everywhere. They might have gone out the back. Just stay calm. I'll, I'm going to go check it out. I'm going to look and see if um, if like their coats are around or anything. Uh, they 100% are, and right now you can go ahead and make me the sanity roll. Alright, that is a... I passed. Okay, take half damage. Half damage. Uh, you will take one point of uh, sanity damage. Alright, starting to creep its way downward now. I only got 14 left. <laughs> But, like, you'd open up the closet and you would see that all of the winter clothes, the galoshes, everything like that are are in there and lined up orderly. As a matter of fact, all of the pairs of shoes are in there. Wherever they are, whatever state they're in, they don't even have their clothes. Their coats are all here. Their boots. I'm going to start at the front of the door and I'm going to work my way around the house counterclockwise. Go ahead and make me a wisdom or intelligence, whichever you'd prefer. Pass. So you would see that there are some old snow-covered tracks that uh, it's hard to discern exactly what it is, but the part that is odd is it looks like maybe a a sled no it's it's too like oddly shaped to be a sled to something has been dragged through here um bef definitely before the snow came though it's it's very hard to make out but you can see that there is a very pretty clear indentation can i tell where this indication exited the house um, so it would appear that it's being like, like it's coming from the house, um, or towards the house. You're not really sure. And when I look off into the distance, it goes? Um, it would head down the road towards, um, wherever this road would go. Which you would, you would know, um, from living in the area that the road would take you, uh, further off into the countryside, away from, you know, neighbors and things like that. Um, northeast specifically. When you walk back in, um, Ronnie, you notice that uh, Elliot is just like he's like running around and, and looking at things. But at this point, they're, like he's in so much shock, like the stuff that he's looking at doesn't make much sense, and um, and uh, he's having a rough time, sort of knowing what to do. Frosty. What? Did you see anything? Yeah, yeah, come on out here. I gotta show you this. Um, I race him out to the tracks. Where are the other two at this point? Are they still waiting in the car? Uh, Dorothy is checking, like, linen closets, cupboards, anything that is small enough to, for a five-year-old to hide in. Oh, okay. Well, you would hear me, because I'm not talking quietly. Mm -hmm. You found something? Dart's keeping the, Dart's keeping the car running. Uh, yeah, I take him out to the tracks. That it was some sort of uh, toboggan at first, but it looks too strange. I'm gonna look around. Um, is it like is it still so um, so overcast that we couldn't tell where the sun is? Yeah, I would say that it's it's because it's still snowing pretty good at this point. So yeah, no, you're 
you're not going to be able to tell exactly where the sun's at. Um, you could make a pretty good educated guess uh, based off of the time, though. So that, um, like, I would get the at least a little bit of indication that it's uh, going north? Uh, northeast, but yeah. And someone refresh me on what's northeast of here. I think that mound. Oh, boy. After you get what you want, you don't want it. If I gave you the moon, you'd go tired of it soon. The Devil's Antlers is a production by the Time to Die Podcast Network. We have other adventures too, and they're all available at timetodierpg.com. Our website also features ways you can support us, such as Patreon for pledging monthly and Ko-fi for one-time donations. The ukulele music is by Charlotte Pelgin. You can buy her fantastic album at charlottepelgin.com. It's available physically and digitally. Our players tonight were Tim Demuse as the Game Master, Chris Riley as Elliot Halloway, Aubrey Gray as Dr. Greenbank, Eric Pat as Dart Vandermeek, and Brian Bridges as Ronnie Pinkerton. That's a me! Our social media links and all the links I've mentioned are in the description of this episode. Thanks for listening, and we hope to see you again on the next episode of The Devil's Antlers. Antlers.